welcome to Coffee, Chew, and a Chat. I'm your host, Sahir Gill. I'm a current professional hockey player and aspiring entrepreneur. Every episode features a conversation with a guest centering around their career, their passion, and the journey to discovering how to connect the two. If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. If you're looking to discover your true calling, listen weekly to guests that were in your shoes and learn their story. Now, to the interview. All right, welcome back to Coffee, Chew, and a Chat. Today, I am joined by a current licensed real estate agent with Pied Sutby's International Realty. He's a former Pittsburgh Penguin, Montreal Canadian, Winnipeg Jet, and Detroit Red Wing. He's a father, he's a husband, he's Eric Tangrady. Tango, thanks for joining uh, me on the podcast and, and having a conversation. How are you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, excited to, to kind of talk about the, what I'm getting into in post-hockey. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a, a bit of time since we connected, but, you know, thanks to social media, kind of kind of see what uh, what you've been up to. I'd like to, just before we get into the to real estate and kind of what you're up to now, maybe we'll go through, um, you know, your playing career a little bit. And, and once we kind of get to that last season, we can talk a little bit about how, um, you know, you knew there was about time for you to, to transition out of the game and, and kind of how you ended up with real estate. Yeah, absolutely. So born and raised in Philadelphia, um, definitely your, you know, not your typical professional hockey league uh, path. Um, kind of just seemed like everything happened for a reason from when I was young until uh, some of those hard decisions were made. Um, my, my story is simple. I mean, I started in floor hockey, transitioned to roller hockey, got on skates um, and literally played double A hockey. And my career turned for the better once I got cut. So it was almost like adversity early on in my career prepared me for everything in the future. And uh, from there, like I said, right place, right time. Did a year of prep school, got drafted to the Ontario League, fell in love with the Ontario League. Kid from Philadelphia probably having no business getting an opportunity in, in the Ontario Hockey League and, and just being on a very successful team in Belleville, Memorial Cup. I mean, playoffs every year for exposure which led to being drafted. And, and then from there, it's traded uh, a million times up and down in the minors. Um, you know, like I said, not your average professional hockey path, but really felt like I found my game later in my career when I was 25 and, and battled like a lot of us do in the minors where we just feel like if we can just get that one last shot in the national league, that's our time. And, and that really never happened. So um, really, you know, really proud of, you know, some of the things early on in my career, I struggled, but later in my career, I feel like I rounded out my game and became an, uh, an elite American League player and um, tried to do it overseas for a year and, and couldn't do it, came back to the American League. And that's kind of what leads me into my my last year of pro. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were fortunate to, to kind of play with each other. And it was kind of right after you're coming after uh, that time in, in Winnipeg. And, you know, I was always uh, very impressed with, with how you approach the game, I think. Uh, maybe it could have been just being in the Pittsburgh organization. I feel like they're always very professional, but you just your habits were always top notch. And for me, you know, being a younger guy and kind of obviously looking at some of the some of the older guys. And for me, obviously at that time, you're older just with your pro experience and and just how you you know after practice working on things and you, you I felt like you really just kind of knew who you were and what you wanted to be, and you were just you were going to do it, you know. And I always uh, admired that. And one thing I always took with me uh, from playing with you uh, is always the two towels if you got the option, you know. 
getting out of shower why wouldn't you know um so I, I took a lot of heat over the years and i was like no man tango told me he's like hey you know what i'm not a rookie anymore uh and you got the option on taking two towels so i i i to this day i still rock the two towels that that comes from you um yeah well i appreciate i could have a uh positive impact on your career and the two towels as well <laughs> yeah the, the, the two towels yeah it's still uh still a good one um yeah. So, and like you said there, so you're, you're kind of, you know, you went from overseas and you came back and you finished up uh, in, in GR and then obviously with, um, you know, Corona and a little bit of the pandemic and it kind of fluctuated as far as when seasons were going to start and whatnot. Was that kind of around the time when you were starting to think, okay, maybe, um, you know, what am I going to do afterwards or did, or did you already have real estate kind of pegged out? No, honestly um, it was, it was kind of crazy. So that, that, that year prior to the pandemic, you know, I went over the KHL, played some good hockey, just wasn't for me, just had my kid. And then I come back to the American League and I, I get off to a, a pretty hot start. Um, feel like I've, you know, really reestablished myself back in the American League. Obviously going overseas, KHL, late in your career, you do it to just try to chase the money. And sometimes, um, you know, I always told myself if I wasn't going to get an opportunity to play in the NHL, like, I just got to try to do what's best for my family and they've been through a lot. So I did the KHL came back. Um, like I said, on an American league contract, first time in my career and had a great, great stint there in Grand Rapids and boom, the pandemic hits. And for me, it was never, never I'm done. It's just like, what's next. Um, but as you, you know, you're home and I get home with my family for, you know, eight months of the pandemic and, you know, you can just start hearing things about how the American League is going to kind of push vets out for a season because they got to cut costs somewhere. And we're not that that season. They weren't really playing to win. It was more about just getting prospects and opportunity to play. So it really, you know, my last game, I think, was like March 14th and, you know, we're almost into January the following year. And, and I, I still at that point was like, I'm not going overseas. I just know I'm not. Let, let me see if I can get an opportunity. And yeah, January goes and, and I had trained all through the pandemic, just like what's next, what's next. And I just hit a point in January where I was like, maybe this isn't happening. I mean, maybe like, maybe I need to pivot and start thinking about like what life would be like without hockey. And that's when things just kind of like rapidly happened. So for me, it was, you know, I, I, I went back to school uh, in September, started taking some classes prior to that, but it, it really didn't hit me. Like I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, and then of course, once I stopped training, I got a call to go on a PTO in Hartford. And I just felt like, you know, <laughs> I took pride in my work ethic and what kind of player I was. I just took a month off. Like I'm not basically showcasing like the best version of Eric Tangrady. It's not fair to them. And it's not fair to me to kind of end my career on that, you know, those terms. So that's when I kind of knew like, okay, I'm done. And that's where I kind of spiraled and started having to like reach all over the place of like, what is Eric going to do next? Right. So yeah, like from there, my first thought was, you know, you go on Google, you talk to people, medical sales. So that was kind of the first thing that I felt like you know, I, I know I can sell like sales, me, my personality. Um, I feel like I'm somebody that could really excel in sales and med, med sales is somewhere that, that athletes generally have a lot of success. So for eight, 12 weeks, I went crazy, like uh, contacting people everywhere, learning the process, the procedures end up getting an interview, killing it in the interview, getting to the final basically requirement, learning the product, 
and they're telling me, you know, you don't have a college education, like that's a corporate requirement. Sorry. So that was like a huge, huge kick in the gut because of all the work you put in, like, you know, in hockey, it's like you're in a slump. It's like you work your butt off in practice. You shoot pucks after you do things and then results end up happening. That was the hardest part of the real world is like, you know, did all this work. And then it's just like, no, start over. Right. Um, so that was really, really tough. For sure. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, and especially with your, you know, your work ethic, you know, just kind of to, to finish up with the hockey, um, you know, with that being work ethic kind of being the thing that you, like you said, you, you've pride yourself on and, and, you know, you had such a, a career, a long career kind of at that point, you know, of, of having that, you know, reputation of being a hard worker and to, to know at that point, you know, I'm sure that must've been a difficult decision, but I, uh, you know, I applaud you cause that's, um, that probably, um, you know, like you said, where you're at now, you know, it never would have happened. You know, it's kind of almost like that plan A, plan B, just kind of jumping all in on a plan A. And at that point, you kind of knew that, hey, you know what, for a, enough amount of time, you made hockey plan B with the focus of something else. And that, that was your time. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, it, it's so weird, isn't it? Even like for me, I, I work uh, in the summers, you know, just to, to, to gain experience and, and some extra cash. And, um, you know, you, I really feel like when, when I'm working in those jobs, right, that you're part of that fabric and or you can see kind of what it's like over there and just to not have that identity as a hockey player, you know, there's just a certain command I feel like that you have, you know, almost uh, when you're in the hockey environment and you are a hockey player, right, and and to go out and have that fresh start and it's a little bit different where it's not quite the same bubble, um, you know, that hockey can can be, you know, and, and that that stuff doesn't matter. Um, so you went from there. I mean, imagine that must have been a pretty valuable experience uh, either way, even though it didn't work out. Yeah, no, I mean, like my advice to anybody transitioning, like it's OK to not have like a plan. Like it's it's not like the end of the world. And I think that's where guys really, really struggle. You know, they they retire. They they're a little bit sporadic. They're all over the place. And then they just panic. And, you know, sometimes like I, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I'm going through like a breakup. Like I love, you know, you're my wife, but like hockey was my first love. So like I'm going through like a breakup. So yeah. like I'm a little bit emotionally unstable too because I've had this my entire life. So, you know, I anybody that asks me about transitioning, it's like my advice is like it's okay to like be a little sporadic. Like, you know, if you wake up one day and you want to do this and then the next day you want to do something else, like that's okay. Sometimes it takes some time to like soul search for yourself about what your future is going to hold because it's a big decision. Uh, you know, a lot of people just get into something that's easy and convenient because that's what they're told to do. And then they are unhappy. So I had a lot of, a lot of downs, like, you know, I pride myself on like, don't get stuck in the suck. Well, I went through a lot of suck when I post hockey and that's what kind of got me into real estate because I had to navigate my own path. I had to go through the checklist. I had to struggle. I had to say, Nope, don't want to do this, but I tried it. Oh, Nope. Don't want to do that, but I tried it. And then that's where real estate just clicked to me. I just sat down one day and I just said, you know, what am I good at? Okay. What do I already have experience in? Check. And then it's like, okay, I want to be in sales. I, I'm, I've invested in real estate my whole career. I've literally been a landlord. I've been a tenant. I've bought and sold four homes over my career. I've lived in cities across North America ding, ding, ding. Like real estate is perfect for Eric Tangri. And that's when it just like really clicked. And I knew that I was going to love it. And I wanted to be in it when I pulled up the requirements for the test. And it was basically like, if you go all in hundred percent, you can pass this test in, you know, two to three months. 
it could take some people up to a year. And sure enough, like I was all in and I passed that exam in two and a half, three months, which was a full-time job, you know, 60 hours a week of studying, um, going through the exams. And that's when I knew like at no point going through that process was I like, Oh, I want to quit, which I mean, is natural for some people to persevere through that adversity. But for me, I just wanted to keep going. And, um, from there, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I, once again, like my hockey career, I just got aligned with the right people at the right time and joined an incredible company with Sotheby's. And uh, obviously, I'm back in the minors when it comes to real estate, but it's going to take some time to get that foundation built and get to where I want to be. Right. Yeah. And I, I want to touch back on on you kind of starting over and being being a bit of a rookie, but, um, you know, just kind of to, to walk it back and you saying, like you said, that um, for you, you had all the tools um, from hockey and the skill set and, and the work ethic, you know, it's just about finding that thing that you actually wanted to apply it to, right? Something that is going to get you out of, uh, with that same fire in the morning, right? And, and it's it's obviously going to be different. Like you said, I really thought it was a kind of a beautiful way to put, um, you know, a hockey player's relationship to the game um, and, and moving on, you know, about it being like a breakup, you know, of course it is. And that's, uh, and it's kind of like a weird one because it's the love that you always carry with you. Right. And it's always there. You watch the game, you can, you can still kind of play, but just like the competitive of being a professional, right. Um, that is for sure like a breakup. Um, but to, to, to have that, uh, support from your, from your wife, I'm sure was huge, but, but it's so true that, like you said, to, to try everything and everyone that I've kind of talked to has said, said the same thing, right. It's just to not kind of pigeonhole, uh, pigeonhole yourself. Right. And like you said, don't panic, um, you know, and just, to to really find what you want to do, because like you said, the, the hockey skills and the the things that you've picked up over your career of, of being a hockey player is going to translate so well, but you got to do it to, to something that you actually are going to put that same effort and mindset to. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So what's it like being a rookie again? I mean, it's obviously been a long time for, for you. Uh, what's it like being a rookie in, in real estate? Is there anything uh, you can fill me in on as far as like, you know, grabbing coffees, donuts or yeah. 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 So it's definitely um, a little bit different in, in that aspect because, you know, this this job, which I like and might not be for everybody, but it's like that mentality of like you, 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 you hunt what you eat, like you eat what you hunt. Like, you know, where I'm out on the salary. So if I want to go be lazy one day and not get up and grind and do the right things, like I'm not going to get paid. So I like that mentality. And it also takes out a little bit of that, like, rookie kind of feel like I tell you I'm not in an office job where I have superiors you know basically dictating what my day is going to be like and my expectations so there is some um you know obviously just showing respect to anybody in the company that's willing to help but also asking a lot of questions so there isn't really that true rookie mentality but there is a little bit of you kind of have to come at real estate with a little bit of edge, a little bit of attitude and confidence, because if not, you're going to get run over. It is a competitive industry. There are some, you know, some people that they see blood, like they're going to take advantage of it in negotiations. Um, they're going to push you to, to different, they're going to stretch you emotionally, physically. And it's very female dominated, dominated, like the females do incredible in real estate and just trying to learn to adapt to, you know, their emotions and their needs. Um, that's something that I've never really experienced in my life. And um, right. it's just been an overall, like my, my rookie year has been a very much a learning experience because I feel like I'm an exceptional real estate professional, but at times it's like, I feel like I'm a psychologist and uh, just trying to manage emotions. Right. Right. I'm sure obviously it's just, it's all, um, you know, human relations, right. And, and doing that and, 
to uh, to to your point there about you know you need to have a little bit of bravado, maybe a little cockiness, not cockiness, but just a little bit. You got to be sure of yourself, right? What you're doing, just because of that space is so um, highly competitive, right? And I think the people are. It's a high energy space, you know. Anytime that I've dealt with real estate agents, you know, like they're uh, professional, definitely comes to mind, right? Because they they really attack. Uh, what they do. Um, and, and from that sense, and I've, I've noticed you just a little bit too with social media and getting a little bit more out there and just how much maybe personal branding and real estate uh, go hand in hand. It's kind of always been a thing where, you know, the, yeah, you're the face, of your own, your own business, your own brand. Right. But especially now with social media and getting out there, maybe how, how has that transition been for you um, and needing to, to kind of get out there a little bit more uh, with the personal branding? Yeah, it's that it was definitely a little bit tough because you have to be vulnerable in those situations. Um, you know, we're always taught, well, you know, when growing up for me in hockey, like social media was basically selfish and putting yourself before the team and all eyes on me. And I think that's changed a lot. Teams are starting to realize that there's value in, you know, player likeness for their own organizations. But um, for me, it was a little bit of an adjustment, but I always felt like, um, you know, I was always a strong interview, like somebody that didn't have problems with public speaking. So, you know, like anybody, I take a lot of heat from my buddies. They like to make fun of my videos, but at the same time, there's barriers we have to overcome with communities, right? We are athletes and I'm a 33 year old real estate professional, but there's always that mentality. Well, oh, he's probably just a dumb jock hockey player. You know, he probably doesn't know what he's talking about. And I think it's important to personally brand yourself to get out there and speak on topics uh, in the real estate industry. So people know like, okay, like he, he knows what he's talking about. He knows what he's doing. Cause I can sit here and tell you, you know, until you're blue in the face, why I think I'm an exceptional real estate professional, but until other people hear it from me outside of a phone call, personal branding, your personally branding yourself and, um, educating people in your industry helps, you know, kind of break down that barrier of who you really are when it comes to what you're doing. Right. And you're, you're going from, you know, right now, obviously just having started is still having hockey player being so much of your identity, especially online, you know, and now real estate starting to creep in and that transition where hockey is always going to be a part of that identity, but, but real estate kind of, you know, moving itself uh, forward. Right. And like you said, that's, that's your space now to, to really show, you know, what you're made of and, and the credibility that you're going to bring um, to your customers. Uh, what, what would you say, what's, what's been the biggest learning curve for, for you after year one? So the biggest learning curve is just trying to prepare a daily schedule, right? Like, so it, I always tell people in hockey, it was, you know, practices at 11, go eat breakfast at 930, then come back to the bus at 12. You know, we literally had our entire day planned by somebody else. And that was probably the biggest adjustment in year one was really getting strict. And, you know, like I told you, like, being commissioned job, like I have to schedule a day and I have to stay true to it because no one else is going to hold me accountable but myself. So I'd say in the first three months, it took me a long time to like work effectively to just, you know, sometimes I just go to the office with no plan and not really have a schedule for the day. And I think it's really important to get a planner and really schedule and map out what you're trying to accomplish on a daily basis, a monthly basis, like Goal setting in hockey, like the year we played in Hamilton, I think is the turning point of my professional career. I think that's when I really turned into the best version of myself. And because I got a sports psychologist that literally just said, you know, let's map out what you want to accomplish for the year. And then let's map out what you want to accomplish per month. And then let's map out what you want to do daily. 
And I remember journaling in hockey, like tomorrow at practice, I want to work on shooting with my feet moving. I want like things that could apply to a game. And now with what I'm doing in real estate, it's like today, for example, I watched a couple webinars on, um, you know, SEO and Google business page and ways that I can increase traffic to my site and and, and in my area that I'm farming for potential leads. Um, That's something that I wrote last night that I wanted to accomplish today. And I think just trying to find a strict schedule to hold yourself accountable um, was the hardest part because we're so used to being told where to go and when to be there. Um, So that would be kind of my, my biggest learning curve in year one. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think, uh, yeah, time, I mean, time management, that's for me, it's a big, probably my biggest focus point right now, um, you know, as well is trying to, trying to do that. Like you said, I think with hockey and then now, you know, in the summertime, having a little bit, um, you know, trying to, you know, obviously launching a business and then the podcast and having some other things on the go without a schedule, it's just chaos. And it really nothing gets done because you feel like you have to do everything, but you, there's nowhere to start. Right. And, um, I think that's kind of a cool note there, uh, just for anyone that is looking to get into real estate, just about how much there is, uh, I, you know, I would have thought maybe there was a little bit more of, uh, you know, someone looking over you and, and you're going to the office and, and, you know, maybe not getting, um, you know, given tasks or things like that, but at least someone kind of monitoring your, you know, kind of what you're doing. Um, it was cool to hear that individual accountability plays such a big role because, you know, obviously for some people that might be a bit of an issue, especially, you know, real estate's not an industry uh, with, with a commission base that you you want to go cold for too long with. Right. So, so that's uh, I'm sure that that disciplines you pretty quickly. Um, I think that's, that's probably kind of all I got for you. Maybe if, if you have anything, you know, for, for any guys that are maybe on the last year or, or thinking about kind of transitioning, but don't really know uh, what they're doing just from your, from your experience and going through it. If you, if you had a word for, for some of the guys, what would, uh, what would that be? Yeah. So be vulnerable, reach out for help. Um, you know, it's very uncomfortable when you retire, you feel like you're on an Island. Um, but there's, there's so much technology and social media is such a gift. Like I- I've talked to more people that I haven't even played with that have played sports in different industries, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, like people from all different types of sports are just well, lost something, are, are reaching out and um, just trying to communicate them and pick their brain. Like you have to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to learn. And I think, you know, getting a LinkedIn account and just following people that you think you can learn off of, like what you're doing is great, right? Like you're trying to get a different perspective from different people. And if you can pick one thing from a hundred different people, well, then you learned a hundred incredible skills for whatever you're trying to do. And in any industry that anybody is in, you know, they are bits and pieces that make people effective in whatever you're trying to do. So I would just tell people like you can find me on LinkedIn, Facebook. I don't know it all, but at the same time, I've been through it. I'd be happy to talk to you. Like I'm a welcoming person. I'll give you my phone number the second you DM me. And I'd love to have a conversation to help. And um, like I said, I think that's the biggest thing is just reaching out. And while I'm on here, I'd love to just plug kind of something we got going on um, with my real estate company. Um, I do have a great mentor with me, an ex-Pittsburgh Steeler. Uh, His name is Matt Spath. We're working together in Pittsburgh and we're, we're looking to launch um, pretty much like a, a real estate referral network in a sense. You know, there's so many athletes, you know, you move to a new city, you get traded and you don't even know where to turn when it comes to real estate. So you ask the team services guy, um, hey, who do I help find me an apartment? And they just give you somebody. They just hand you somebody that you don't know, you've never met, and you have to trust them to make a pretty big decision for you. So our concept basically is call us first. 
You know, I've spent the last six months reaching out to real estate agents across North America um, in some of the hotbeds, you know, Scottsdale, Orlando, places in Florida for vacation homes where you call us first, we can link you and interview the best agents in the area you're looking for and kind of take out a step where you can just feel comfortable with two ex-professional athletes overseeing your transaction and giving you the best service in whatever local market you're looking at. And real estate, we are, you know, your, our services cost nothing because we will then, you know, we make money from the other brokers in the other cities by referring quality clients to them. So something I'm really excited and passionate about, and I'm looking forward to growing that business because always want to get back in the athletic community. I mean, it's given so much to me and to be able to have something that is unique that nobody else has and to provide a value in that aspect. Like I feel like that's what I was built for to help more of on a nationwide scale than just Pittsburgh alone. Absolutely. That's, that's super cool. Do you guys have a name yet? So right now it's just going to be Spaith Tangrady real estate advisors. We got a website coming in about three, four weeks. Um, also we're a part of the elite sports network, which, um, somebody in uh, Orlando is overseeing and, um, we have a ton of experienced agents. So obviously confidentiality, um, you know, we, we understand the transaction where we're going through advisors and agents and we'll do rentals, whatever, whatever people's needs are. So that's something we're so smart, looking man. to launch in, uh, probably like three, four weeks. And I think it's going to be. It's going to be great. I mean, like I said, no, if it's no additional cost and all you have to do is just call two guys who have sat in your shoes and get it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a hit. Absolutely. That that's such a, such a battle. Um, is, is finding is because you got to do that all the time. Right. And especially like how many times do you do guys, there's only a couple of guys on a, on a, in an organization that signed more than like a two-year deal. Right. So, um, and even so, especially in other sports, you know, you can get traded cut and doesn't matter. So that's such a, such a cool idea, man. I think that's going to, that's going to be a hit because that's such a headache too, especially guys with families, man. It's the last thing you want to be doing, right. Is kind of going through that. And I, I always find it difficult too, with just the demands that we have, you know, with family in the short term and, and those kind of things too. There's so many factors uh, that make our situation unique when it comes to that. So that's dude, I'm excited for that. We'll make sure that's uh, that's on there. And, and when the website and, and the, and the Instagram and all that stuff's up, I can't wait to, to follow along. That's uh that's really cool, man. Um, awesome. Really, really happy for you too. Like you said, you want to be back in, in sports and that's obviously something you've done your whole life. And, and this is a, such a wicked opportunity and to have a partner that's also in sports and, and maybe a different sport too, right? Where it kind of gives you a, a bigger network uh, and, and meet some some cool people and be involved in, in different sports, not just hockey. That's that's wicked. Yeah, awesome. Um, before we finish up here, um, you know, we're just uh, the tradition here with, with Coffee Tune to Chat, just... Uh, a local cafe, uh, somewhere you like to go get coffee and a, a local restaurant, uh, you know, some great food, some, some Eric Tangrady recommended, um, you know, five-star reviews from you so that we know anyone that's, I'm guessing you're going to choose Pittsburgh, but anyone that's in the Pittsburgh area can, can, uh, can go check it out. Yeah. So I got, I got two, I'll, I'll give some love back to my roots of Philadelphia, but um, you know, right next to our office, fantastic diner, Kelly O's diner in uh, Warrendale, PA. Um, you know, really embraced the pandemic and has a strong clientele and, and, and they're just genuine good people. Great food. Awesome place to grab an espresso breakfast. They're great. And then uh, Graham's Pub in Philadelphia, where I grew up, my brother-in-law runs a bar out there. And um, same thing, just locally owned, uh, really good people, strong, strong service built, you know, built their bar the right way. 
and um, they're having a lot of success, but also went through uh, the thick of it. So shout out to those two uh, two, two places. Obviously, service prevails, and then and they sure uh, came out of the pandemic stronger than they went in. That's awesome. I love love to hear that. Love to to know that uh, you know people that the the, the values the the core values that I think that 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 we all uh, believe in that those lead to success and it's it's good to hear uh stories like that so well once again we'll, we'll make sure we tag that on social media and give some love to uh to kelly o's diner and, and the graham's pub and tango i want to thank you so much for for taking the time to uh to come here i know it's a late start for you but um you know it's so valuable for for any of the guys especially uh you know the guys that are going to be living in the states um and want to get into real estate and and can can hear your story and, and obviously you had such a great career and you're off to a great start with real estate so uh, continued success to you, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Like I said, I really mean it. If anybody has just wants to talk, I'd be happy to, you know, get on the phone and, and help anybody with their transition. So thanks for having me. I really, really love what you're doing and good luck to you as well, man. All right. Perfect, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please like, share, subscribe, or leave a review down below.